Welcome to COVID-19, Voices from the Frontline from the Christian Medical Fellowship, where we hear from healthcare professionals at the frontline of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, it's very evident to uh, myself and many others working in hospitals and in the community how things have changed dramatically. We're seeing far fewer relatives being allowed into hospitals. We're seeing patients more isolated because of the necessary precautions that staff are having to take. And that means that the complexion of our care has taken on a very different look. And it brings into sharp focus the issues of pastoral care and well-being and support for those who are ill and dying, as well as for staff. And in that vein, I'm delighted today to be joined by the hospital chaplaincy team. This is Graham Atfield, who is uh, the lead chaplain for East Sussex Healthcare NHS Trust, and Christine, who is one of his volunteers in the chaplaincy department. So welcome, Graham and Christine. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you here. And if I could start with you, Graham, if you could um, just give me an, un- an understanding of what you, you normally do and what's changed in the last couple of weeks. So what we normally do is, is twofold, really. One, uh, the, the main uh, thing that we've always done is to visit patients and offer that spiritual, pastoral and religious care to patients, uh, regardless of faith or no faith, just being there as a, as a listening ear uh, and seeing as many patients as we can. We're all very worried and very anxious uh, at this time. Um, and the other main focus we have is to um, look after staff as best we can. Make staff aware that we're here for them too. Um, and over my time in this trust, I've had lots of staff who've come through the door for various reasons, a whole multitude of different reasons, things going on in their personal life, things going on uh, in their working life, um, anything that's causing them difficulties, um, and perhaps affecting the way that they work. Um, so those two combined roles. Um, take up all our time, basically, all my volunteers and, and our time. As a chaplain, I have particular other responsibilities for dealing with patients at end of life uh, and conducting various services um, through the course of, of the year, and some annual, some more often than that, uh, lots of funerals, and um, uh, particular roles that chaplains need to be involved with. Great. And what, what, what's changed in the last couple of weeks then for, for, for you? Um, in a word, everything. Everything has changed. I've had the really difficult task of saying to my volunteers, I'm sorry, you can't come into the hospital now. Um, the difficulty for us is that we are going from ward to ward, which is clearly a risk, a serious risk in terms of spreading infection or potentially spreading infection. Um, and, and I think it's fair to say that, that a large number of my volunteers are in an age group where they need to protect themselves as well. Um, so we're operating without volunteers. The, the office is very empty. Um, it, it just feels totally different to, to, to how it was. And obviously the wards, we're not allowed on the wards now at all, uh, except in certain limited circumstances, which I'll mention in a moment. Um, so it, I have a sense that there's a lot of need out there that's not being met. There's a lot of patients who would, who would like to talk. They're very scared. They're very anxious, even more so than they normally are being in hospital. Um, but particularly with all that's going on with COVID, uh, there's there's a lot of fear, and, and and I think they're they're obviously missing the opportunity to be able to talk to somebody who you know who isn't a, a clinician or a medic. Um, different kind of conversations we can have with people. Um, in terms of um, COVID patients uh, and their relatives, we, uh, it's, it's just virtually impossible for, for for families to get in and see them, so they're quite um, lonely as well. Um, so the, the the job has changed radically, 
has been right down to basics, really. Graham, that's really helpful. Thank you. Um, and Christine, so you're um, a volunteer. Um, I think you're based in A&E, and it would be great to hear from you as to how you got involved, but actually what's changed and, and what support that you're offering to patients and staff at, at this time? Well, talking about the present, um, A&E is unrecognisable from how it was three weeks ago. Um, it was a very, very vibrant, very loud, very, very full area in our hospital. Um, and now it's very quiet. Um, we are uh, seeing a lot of very ill patients go through um, and our staff are working flat out. Um, I have always been here for the staff. My, my role um, as pastoral support was mainly with patients and their relatives, making them feel comfortable, welcome, um, reassurance. Um, not necessarily uh, from a Christian point of view, although I am obviously a Christian, it says so on my uniform, um, but just a wholeness that things will be okay. The role now is that I see very, very few patients, um, but I see the staff and my staff are really under pressure. I love every single one of them. Uh, from the cleaner to the consultant, every one of them is my child. I've always been like that with them, so that isn't any different. But I am seeing the strain and the stress of what they're doing now. Um, and it is, it is really difficult. I want to hug them and I can't touch them. They come and say they want a hug and I can't give it to them. But I do try to give them all the support that I can. I'm always there for them. And in fact, having been now asked to take on the role of staff wellbeing for A&E, um, I even more so am going to be available to listen, um, to try and, and help in whatever way that I can. That's wonderful. Can I just say, as someone who has experienced um, the chaplaincy team, the pastoral care team in, in my own A&E, just what an incredible blessing it is to us to to have that presence there. So you're doing a fantastic job. Um, and for those who are listening who are thinking, well, I'd like to do that, this is a, a wonderful initiative um, and something that, speaking to Christine before, we were saying how we'd love to see is happening across A&Es um, in the country. So do get in touch uh, with us here and we can put you in touch with Christine to find out more. Is that okay, Christine? Of course, I'd love to. That's great. And Graham, if I could just ask you, um, just in terms of how you're seeing things at the moment and um, if there's anything you'd just like to encourage us with and, and, and as to how we might engage both as staff and helping to spread the word about the work that Chaplaincy does. Um, unlike perhaps other areas of the country, down here it's uh, the, the rate of increase of COVID cases is uh, a lot slower. I know that there's a lot of trusts and cities around the country that are really, really going through very, very difficult times. At the moment, um, it's not so busy here, although obviously we have cases. Um, I think the calm before the storm is perhaps how we could characterise it here locally. Uh, I, I may be speaking out to, and I'm not privy to a lot of the um, sort of clinical background context at the moment, but from talking to people, I think that's, there's a sense that that's how it feels, that, that the worst is yet to come and everyone's bracing themselves for it. Um, so our primary role at the moment has shifted now from seeing patients to to really trying to be there for staff uh, in whatever way we can. So it's been a lot about promoting our helpline number, uh, making people aware that we're here, 
um, trying to have a presence on, say, Twitter, for example, and getting the message out there that the chapel is open 24-7. People can come in there whenever they want to. They can talk to a chaplain when they want to. Um, getting, I think getting senior managers on board is always quite key as well because they have a very big network of contacts and they can get the message out as well. So um, Twitter is very good from that, uh, from that point of view, I find. Just in whatever way we can, getting the message out there that we're here, we're still here. The office might not be manned all the time, but we are around and staff can contact us, just as they always have, but particularly in these really trying times. Mm. I also think that there will be a role for us later on as well. Um, and, you know, it's yet to be seen how that will pan out. Um, and, uh, you know, our trust won't be uh, an exception to that. Yeah, thank you, Graham. And just as we as we close, really, Christine, if you could give us a feel of how we can maybe be praying, um, the insights that you're having into the stresses and the strains at this time, and just the sheer change and anxiety that you you've mentioned, how can we be praying into these things um, at the moment? Um, I think it's really important that uh, we are um, showing God's presence in our lives um, in all that we're doing. Um, I am so aware of how many of our colleagues in A&E have, and this must be true the whole over the whole country, um, come from abroad, uh, come from a way away. They're without their families. They're worried about their families. And I think we really need to pray that they feel God's presence um, in, in their lives, that they can feel the assurance of a presence that will bring forth joy at the end of this. Um, I think uh, the staff who are concerned about their families going home to their families after um, a shift in A&E, um, I think it's really, really important that they feel uh, that people really do care about them. Um, in all our prayers, we have to put the staff first and foremost. I think it's really, really important. And, and uh, I see that in every day in my life here. Mm. Thank you so much, Graham and Christine. It's been great to chat with you. Thank no you. Our pleasure. Great. And there's some really great reminders about how, as staff, um, we need to be looking out for our, our own health as well. CMF has a number of other resources. You can check out cmfblog.org.uk and cmf.org.uk for other resources, as well as listening to other episodes from Voices from the Frontline. We look forward to being with you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>